Chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. Okay, you're making a mistake, but I'm gonna let you make it. Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again. I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So what do you think? Hello and welcome to Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and award show podcast by your two neighborhood friendly film buffs. I'm Andrew. And I am Matt. And each week, <laughs> Matt and I roll out the red carpet and titular Step and Repeat banner for feature film of the week. And this week, our movie is King Richard, whose trailer you just heard. And we will be going uh, deep into uh, the world of tennis with uh, King Richard a little bit later in the episode. But as a little bit of an icebreaker, Matt and I start our episodes each week asking each other the very, very important question, what are you watching? In a segment fantastically titled, what are you watching? Oh, <laughs> you get me every time. I know, I know. <laughs> I think we put out a call once before if anyone else has a better title for that. Uh, but well, uh, I've got nothing. <laughs> so you snooze, you lose. Exactly. Um, well, speaking of the snooze button, do you have your timer ready? I do have it ready. Yes. I know. We like to time ourselves. Actually, I wouldn't say we'd like to time ourselves. We we, hold we need it. to time ourselves. That's a better way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So give us uh, Go 90, on too long. <laughs> 90 seconds. Oh my God. I know. Like just ask uh, ask any film nerd to to go on about any sort of movie and you will you will hear the never hear the end of it. But <laughs> you may regret it. <laughs> Uh, but promise we will uh, keep it to 90 seconds with yes. like a 30 second ish rebuttal. Yes. At, at the end. Um, uh, I don't think it like matters who goes first or, or second. No, I actually, I think you should go first because I have like a different sort of what are you watching this week? It's very different. Um, it's something we haven't done before, but I'm, I'll let you go first. Okay, good. Mine, mine's a little bit different too. So I'm okay. excited. All right, um, you got the time ready? I do. All right. I'll give you a countdown in three, two, wait, hang on. We're doing 90 seconds, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. just making sure. Okay, in three, two, one, go. Okay, uh, I am having very random what, uh, what are you watching this week? Uh, mine is the movie Margaret starring Anna Paquin and, um, this is a, like an interesting movie because it's probably more famous for everything that happened outside of the movie rather than the movie itself. Um, the, for those unfamiliar, the basic plot is about this like teenage girl, not named Margaret, nay, her name is Lisa. <laughs> I know, I was shocked. I was shocked. I really thought her name was Margaret, but her name's Lisa. Um, and uh, she wait, uh, Witnesses kind of is um, a person um, who led to the death of a woman who gets hit by a bus, um, but, um, and eventually, and dies, and like dies in the arms of Anna Paquin. And uh, they, the whole kind of like basic thing of the movie is that it's um, like, who's at fault? Was it like, basically Lisa was trying to get like the attention of the bus driver, but the bus driver kept like looking over at her. Um, and like, it's all these like sorts of questions of like, who is at fault for this thing? Um, this movie is three hours long. Oh my I, I know. And so this is why it's like so famous. Um, and, um, oh my God. Anyway, Sorry. um, long story short, I thought it was like pretty good, but there are people out here who love this movie, who like think it's like fantastic. And I'm like kind of putting out a call to like anyone who's seen this movie, because I'm like very curious to talk about it with people, especially if you love it. Um, Cause I just thought it was like good. And I like really want to hear from the people who love it um, and why they love it. So if you've seen the movie Margaret, 
uh, starring Anna Paquin, J. Smith Cameron, Matt Damon, um, Allison Janney, a whole bunch of people are in this movie. Directed by Kenneth Lonner, um, Lonergan, the guy who did Manchester by the Sea. Um, it's, it's an interesting movie, so I'm curious and like want to talk about it with people. So can I ask a question? Like, yeah. Who is Margaret? <laughs> it's after it's named after a poem which is and they they established that in the movie but like i legitimately thought her name was margaret um alas and like this was filmed in 2005 and but it wasn't released yeah i know but it wasn't released until 2011 or maybe later i don't know um but it's like very complex because like the studio wanted they were like the original, I watched the director's cut, which is even longer, yeah. but like- Oh my God, yeah. It was like two and a half hours in the studios, like you need to cut this down and Kenneth Lonigan's like, no. Nah. <laughs> and um, it like went through a whole bunch of litigation and um, wasn't cleared up for years. And so it like wasn't released for a very long time. And that's why it's like more famous, like outside of the movie itself. <laughs> I remember, I'm looking it up now. I remember this poster, but I don't remember the movie. It's weird. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So it's like it's very strange sort of circumstances. Are you watching it because of Jay Smith Cameron? No. Um, although um there are <laughs> three succession alums in this in this, and it's so weird. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, Kieran Culkin plays like a small role. Oh wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I know, I know, I know. It's so strange. Um and but no the the reason i watched it is because um it is leaving the criterion channel uh (laughs) at the end of the month um so if you have the criterion channel you have nine days to watch it um we're recording us on the 21st uh but um i don't know if it's going anywhere in december but anyway that's why i watched it (laughs) Jeannie berlin's in the show called i watch called hunters on amazon prime Mm -hmm. it's not a very good show but she's very good in it She's also excellent in the HBO miniseries, The Night Of. Um, so mm-hmm. I like her as an actress. So she's really great. Yeah. But she's like one of those people who like should be way more famous than she is, I think. I, I This is so strange, but I love her voice. Um, yeah, she's, she's got, got a this, very unique voice. Yeah. yeah, like her cadence, I don't know, or I don't really understand vocal terms. Her cadence, her timbre, whatever, it's just like is really cool. Very unique, I like it. Yeah. She'd be a good great. voice. She'd be good like a good cartoon voice actors I think. right oh yeah i think so too so okay right. anyway yeah no. that was my what are you watching which yeah. went see again i definitely went way longer than 90 seconds but <laughs> you're fine uh, yeah. you're fine that's what we uh, do all right, all right. Um, well now it's my turn to ask you and i got my time already matt what are you watching well um all right my my uh what are you watching is pretty unconventional um i Quick pause real quick. Last week, I promised I was going to do a show that I haven't finished yet, but I will try to get to it this week. Anyway, um, my What Are You Watching is, uh, we've never done this before, but I am doing our first trailer for What Are You Watching? Um, I'm going to talk about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which just dropped this week and everyone just kind of lost their minds on. Um, So the trailer dropped and it shows, um, uh, as we all know, the movie's coming out December 17th, big movie. If you don't know it's coming out, you live under a rock. Um, and it pretty much shows uh, Spider-Man with um, Doc Ock and all the villains coming through in the multiverse. And you've, you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, what I want to talk about is more that um, the reason that, like, I mention a lot that I don't watch trailers. I don't watch a lot of trailers. Um, and this is exactly the reason why. I'm getting a little fed up with um, the hype around Spider-Man. I'm very excited. I'm more excited than anyone else could be excited about Spider-Man. I cannot wait. Um, and when I saw Doc Ock for the first time back on the big screen, I pretty much collapsed and I can't wait. But now I think that the trailer is giving away way, way, way too much. I think the fan speculation um, and the rumors and the leaks are giving away way, way, way too much. And I think people are losing that surprise appeal um, and aren't going to be as surprised and happy and maybe a little bit disappointed when they go see the movie. So I'm not happy about it. And that's my time. <laughs> under he finished under (laughs) 90 seconds um that's just like the blanket statement i could go into a lot more detail um but i just kind of like want to know your thoughts because i'm like pretty upset about like how much the trailer gave away and like we all know what's coming like we all know because like how much has been leaked it's just like it really is frustrating 
to me as a fan, as a huge Spider-Man fan, it's really frustrating to me. It's like everything that's been leaked. Um, and I just want to kind of know your opinion on it and like what you think about the trailer. <laughs> it's like, it's a, this trailer in particular or trailers in general? <laughs> like this trailer in particular, like yeah. what they're doing with this hype campaign. Um, I mean, my first thoughts go to um, Mary Jane, like, and like the shot of Zendaya falling. So like, again, we uh, we went so far um, in the Spider-Man trilogy without uh, a like huge, huge moment with her falling and um, she's falling in this one. Um, so that's what I think of um, in the trailer. Um, but uh, it's like this interesting thing because in a way, like the prop, the reason that trailers give away so much um, is because it's like, it works. Like even when they do give away so much and so much like plot, um, oftentimes it like gets people to the theaters and gets them sort of like excited. Um, so it's like a marketing it's i mean it is pure marketing and publicity um so it's like it's i almost i find it like the only way that i can like kind of make peace with it is like to like keep it sort of separate of like it's not really part it's gonna sound really bad to the people who make trailers but it's it's not part of the art like presented um so it's like it's own entity to me um mm -hmm. so i kind of tried like and divorce them as much as as much as possible but um knowing that's like it's once you've seen something you can't unsee it so yeah yeah i just i feel like with this one everyone is like this is like the next like it's the big avengers it's like it's this one is really what's going to get everyone back into the movie theaters i think um and people are slowly trickling back in but like this is going to be massive um and people already know it's like people already like are excited enough and know it's coming and i just think like like we don't have to like totally give everything away um and that also being said i feel like the fans are also ruining it for themselves and like there's like the leakers out there like just like two weeks ago we're like leaking images from the set um which i'm not gonna even bring up um but like it's like ruining everything for the movie and for the fans and i like for me personally i just like it kind of i'm not gonna have that big wow moment anymore because i just I know what's coming. Um, it's yeah. just it's frustrating for me as a, as a as a big fan of Spider Man. Yeah, it's well because like um, I think like knowing what you're like getting yourself into. Like if you're a person who like wants spoilers, this is just like spoiler spoiler culture in general. Um, mm -hmm. Like if you're a person who wants spoilers um, and like to theorize, like sure, like do all that, um, like if you want, but number one, um, don't let it get to you. And I think it gets to most people and that's like where, that's where the problem lies. Um, so it's like kind of like this delay of gratification issue. Um, and so as long as, you know, you don't let it get it to, get it to you, but um, that's fine. But two, there, you're like, there is this sort of, um, there is a, there's a big line, I think, um, of like when something, I, I don't know. I don't even know when, like when the line is of like, when does something not become a spoiler anymore? I definitely think before a film is released like to the public, um, I think anything is like considered a spoiler. Um, but, but like after then it gets like a little more fuzzy of, when something is a spoiler or not. So I'm conflating sort of like two different things, like spoiler culture and uh, trailers, but- um, Yeah, well, there's a balance. Yeah. And I think you're trying yeah. to find that balance. So I just think like for me, like I didn't really need to see like Electro, Sandman and Doc Ock or Electro, Sandman and um, the Lizardback, like let me have that joy for myself in the theater, but to each his own, so. That being said, I'm very excited for the movie. I still can't wait. Um, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is like literally like to me, like the greatest character of all time. So I'm, I cannot, I cannot wait. So anyway, um, that's my that's my excitement and uh, 
frustrations for Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> uh, and it is what uh, we were watching. It so. is what we were watching. Yeah, I, I think I've, um, yeah, I think I actually <laughs> watched that trailer like 80 times, even though like I know I'm complaining about it, but you know, it's like I saw it once, I might as well just watch it 79 more times, so. Yeah, that was, um, that was actually a, probably a thing that I did a lot. Um, with our movie last week. I think I watched the trailer for Belfast way too many times. Uh, and um, not that it ruined like the emotional sort of parts, but um, uh, it definitely played with my expectations. Um, go back and listen to our episode. <laughs> yeah. want more details on that. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, speaking of um, expectations big oscar movies big oscar best, movies. best picture contenders <laughs> yeah <laughs> speaking of great male performances let's get into king richard <laughs> king richard le roi richard uh, yes king richard the new movie starring um the one the only will smith um and uh, also uh, Anjanou Ellis, uh, John Bernthal, um, and oh my gosh, I should have the names like right in front of me, but the young actresses who play <laughs> Venus and Serena Williams, um, who are like um, relative newcomers. Yeah. Sonia Sidney yeah. and Demi Singleton. Thank you. You had it up um, much faster than I did. Um, and uh, directed by um, Ronaldo Marcus Green. Uh, and um, it uh, is about um, the Williams family, um, specifically the patriarch of the family, um, Richard Williams, um, and his like plan um, to make uh, two of his daughters, obviously Venus and Serena, into these um, tennis champions as kids. Um, so it's kind of, uh, the movie's um, pretty straightforward about like them um, practicing and uh, um, in Compton and like eventually getting better and better um, and then making their way through coaches and the struggles that um, they had to face as um, uh, a family and um, uh, Richard's um, kind of unconventional uh, practices uh so uh so yeah it's um there's a lot of tennis it's um it's a there this is a very conventional movie <laughs> uh and it's in theaters and also uh on hbo max as part of the warner brothers um same day and date deal uh so it's on hbo max for the next month but um yeah, that's where you can find it. Uh, and that is the basics for, for King Richard. Uh, but um, what, uh, what were your thoughts, impressions on King Richard, Matt? Um, would you like that 10 words or fewer? <laughs> yeah, get, hit me with 10 words or fewer. <laughs> uh, incredible performances, restoring my faith, in mediocre formulaic sports dramas. I know it's more than 10 words, but it's all I can think of. Yeah, um, mine's pretty similar. Mine's like standard sports biopic um, made better by great acting. Yeah. So actually, I shouldn't, I, yeah, I, sh I should take out the word mediocre. I think this was a, a little above mediocre. I thought it was actually, the more I think about it, the more I thought it was pretty well done. So, um, but this is very much a, performance heavy movie anyway yeah like it's I, there really isn't like a whole lot of like huge new sort of things going on in this movie um but like the performances kind of like elevate that for me uh so um i think like a this movie like premiered um, at like the Telluride Film Festival um, to like a great reception, um, particularly for um, Will Smith uh, as the titular King Richard. And uh, he, um, so at first um, it was kind of like, oh, he's gonna get like great Oscar buzz. And now it's like evolved into a more, oh, this is like a serious best picture contender. Um, and uh, so 
well, like, I guess let's kind of like start with Will Smith and kind of like what he's doing that makes it uh, an interesting, a good performance. Um, for, for me, it's like he's doing something at least a little bit different than his standard, like, good guy routine. I don't know how to quite describe it. Um, he's like, Will Smith always plays a character you're rooting for. I, so um, that's what I mean by good guy. And um, in this, like, there are a lot of sort of instances where you're like really questioning him and his motives and um, kind of like what he gets out of it. Um, so he's like a very strict, um, strict father, which serves like, no pun intended, which serves good, uh, good parts ah, in, just, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, like in terms of like, uh, you know, getting Venus and Serena to be diligent about their practice, for instance, but then, um, but it's like, you definitely kind of, there's a big sort of montage, like in the middle of like, where you see like all these like terrible tennis parents and I'm like the movie kind of like gets you to question of like, well, how does he differ from all these other like no name parents, right? And so um, I, I find that sort of contrast like very, very interesting. Um, so I do wish we would see like, if this weren't, if this were like less of like a studio movie, I think we would, um, let, if this were less of a feel good movie, I think we would see like a little bit more of the psychological trauma that this takes on Venus and Serena, which I'm sure it it kind of gets at that, but I'm sure it was much harder <laughs> even yeah. than they um, portray. Um, but Venus and Serena are also executive producers on this movie. Um, and Richard Williams is not notably. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, But yeah, and so like in that essence of, he's a complex guy. He's like a much more complex character than I think we're used to seeing um, Will Smith play. So I, I was very drawn, drawn to that. Um, but he still has charm. Like there's still that Will Smith movie star charm there. Yeah, no, it's, um, I totally agree with everything you said. He, he was a very contradictory figure in the movie. And um, there were times when I kind of just wanted him to shut up. And that was a, that's a good thing because how, how good he was doing, uh, how good it was acting it was. Um, but I'm just like, shut up, let him shine. Like we all know how good Venus and Serena are. Like just, cause you know, you're, you're really the whole time I find myself rooting for, for Venus. Um, cause we all know how this is going to end. Um, and then I'm just like, I have to take a step back and I'm like, okay, trust that, it's going to end well because <laughs> you know it's going to um and i mean it it proves that he knew what he was doing um but i think his his interactions you know will smith's interactions with the kids with the girls um his interactions with everyone were just great like um john him and john barenthal together were great and him and uh Anjane ellis oh my god what a performance um out of her i think she's she's incredible as well um but yeah i just i the evolution of his of his character throughout the film um was i felt it was only slight uh and i say that meaning like he he started out he was i felt like he was kind of the same person in the first act and the second act but only a little bit more he didn't really let the fame go to his head, except a little bit, at least I noticed. Um, but you're right in the sense they didn't really like dive into the psychology of like the kids, which I feel like they could have done a little bit more. Um, there was there was like literally all the focus was on Richard. I mean, it is called King Richard. Um, and I guess like like you said, I would have liked to see a little bit more of how it impacted Venus and Serena. Um, well, more so Venus, because we see like Serena felt like, especially at the end, that scene, there's a scene at the end where she's standing in front of the tennis court and he has this like really great line of, you know, um, I've always said 
like he's talking about Venus and he said, I've always said she's going to be number one. And he looks at Serena and says, but you're going to be the best in the world. I thought actually that was like really, that was a really great line. Um, so you kind of see like how like Serena being put on like the back burner impacted her, but like Venus, we didn't really get to dive into the psychology of it all. Um, so I would have, I guess, kind of looked through it a little bit more, but um, yeah. Like with Serena in particular, there's like a moment, I guess, okay. Speaking of spoilers and spoiler culture, um, I don't know how much of this movie we could say is a spoiler because it's history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but spoilers, just in case, um, in case you're worried. <laughs> um, so um, there, um, there's like an, in, there's a choice that they make uh, in uh, maybe like a little more way than halfway through where Serena kind of like enters herself in the tournament um, because she is like at the moment in the movie, like kind of being ignored like in favor of Venus, but we don't ever see like any sort of like lead up to that decision. It's just like this, like almost seemingly spontaneous moment where she like just enters herself in the tournament and so like that would have been kind of an interesting thing to to do with Serena that they didn't um yeah like chose not to but um yeah it just kind of like happened yeah. like you and then you find out a little bit later that you know she was like scheming with her mom to get into the tournament and we didn't really see that go down um so yeah, that was kind of interesting. That was an interesting choice. Like, like oh, okay, this just kind of happened. But I guess maybe it was like, I took it as like, it was from Richard's perspective. So right. like, yeah. it did come as like a shock and a surprise. So yeah, you know, just like all of us. Yeah, like, and kind of, in a way it sort of like escalates Serena's sort of like feelings of exclusions. Maybe I'm talking myself into liking this choice. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, so yeah, so um, either way that like, this is like very much a movie kind of like focused on Richard Williams and um, like another thing that they kind of like didn't do, which makes his character like interesting, uh, but they allude that like, he had like affairs previously, but like he's this is not like a oh, yeah, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um they get at that, but they other than like a mention, it doesn't, it's not really um not really developed like yeah. that much. Um again, I think this is like probably like studio stuff, like this is like made to be like a feel-good movie so like i this isn't like a some sort of yeah. like indie yeah, I, indie movie so yeah that comes that revelation comes i guess in like the last quarter of the movie where you find out you know he was sleeping with other women or had had children with other women and i feel like if that was like brought up throughout the whole movie like we wouldn't like richard as much i guess i don't know it would have kind of like brought down the character because we kind of started out like movie whole movie started out on like low note like you know it's a severe acts of violent racism and um if we would have like just found that out early on i feel like it would have brought down the mood even more <laughs> so i don't know i like it was only brought up when they get to a kind of a happy good place and all of a sudden here's the turning point so Right. Yeah. So there's like, um, there's, uh, there's like, okay. So I like the second half of this movie more than I like the first half. Um, and, uh, the, the first half is like very much them just in Compton. And I actually found like it to be a little bit slow to start in part because I, it felt like a little bit repetitive. Um, but they, they eventually, they leave Compton, um, because Richard is so stubborn and like, will not allow, well, not, I don't want to say allow, um, he's, he's very like particular. He has a plan, a literal plan, like mapped out for, for Venus and Serena and like anything that doesn't meet that plan, 
is like unacceptable to him and won't allow the girls to to do that and this becomes a problem um later on in the movie uh but um the first half i think is like good on paper but not good like necessarily in execution it's the first the intent of the first half is to kind of show how much harder like uh these girls have to work to get what they to get what they are you know earned and um and so like they go to like these um you know these like white country clubs and like uh and they're easy like they can easily beat these like other girls in their age groups um but like they can't find a coach sort of situation so um so i think i think that's like an interesting concept to explore but like they spend like good like hour hour and a half maybe doing the not hour, probably about hour um doing kind of like the same sort of things like they eventually get one coach um but they leave that coach and then um and then they finally find another coach in john bernthal and they move to florida to be like closer to john bernthal's like tennis camp essentially um and that's where I think like the movie like really picks up because he's a better coach for them, um, for the girls. And um, he challenges like Richard in a sort of way that like gets you to question what like Richard is, um, is doing. And so like in the second half of the movie, you're like all these like experts are telling Richard to like do like, you need to do this, 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 and this. And Richard's like, no, that's not part of the plan, the literal plan. Um, and like, eventually they kind of get him to break um, specifically to get um, Venus to play in tournaments. Um, he like held her for tournaments for three years. So, um, so this is like a plot point in the movie and like they eventually get him to agree to get Venus to play in tournaments. Um, and so I think that sort of um, conflict is like, really interesting in that like is is brought out in the second half so mm. that's that's why i like the second half more than the first half yeah i like that name john barenthal's tennis camp <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah um i um well um i do want to come back to another performance that i'm sure we'll like talk about but while we're on john Bernthal, this is like probably my favorite john Bernthal's. uh performance um that i've ever seen him do he i think has made a more or less a career of himself of being a kind of like tough guy uh so uh and he's extremely warm um and inviting in this um and kind of kind of nerdy um for john bernthal <laughs> and uh it's i think this like shows his range um a lot more uh and so i'm um really impressed with uh with what he what he did uh, yeah yeah he was a lot more reserved even in like the scenes where he was angry or got mad he's he pulled back and didn't go full out punisher so uh yeah he did a good job <laughs> i right. like john bernthal a lot i thought he, he was excellent yeah so, definitely um i really i can see this movie like easily getting three acting nominations so um so well number one so i think i think will smith is a slam dunk for a nomination if not win a win yeah yeah um it's so early but uh but at the very least there um supporting actor is wide open and when i say wide i mean like anything can happen of like who's gonna even get nominated so mm. like i i don't even know what to make of that category right now uh so and, like you you give me a name and the, that's a possibility so depending on how much like the academy just like really likes this movie he could he could sneak in there um yeah. i would guess i would guess not at this point but again that's like i just think that category is so wide open who that i don't know could I be nominated? Uh, are you in a qualifying movie? <laughs> I could be. <laughs> the year is not over. 
Yeah, you all, you got uh, you got a little more than a month left. <laughs> well, so, um, but the other performance that I think we both want to uh, talk about is uh, Anjanu Ellis as um, the matriarch of the family, Brandy, uh, who is. Um, I mean, to be honest, the character is pretty straightforward. Um, it's it's like the wife of the main, <laughs> like the main role. Um, but um, what I think Anjanu Ellis is like able to do, I think she, I think she elevates every single other person's acting in this um, in this movie. For me, whenever there's a scene with her in it, like my eyes were always on whatever she had to do. Yeah, same. I adored her. I thought she was incredible. Um, especially, I I think like her scenes, like like her scene, like her scenes in the second half. I think I really liked. I, I really really liked. Um, as we were talking about earlier, the scene in where she she brings up like Richard's exes. It just like I, I was just I was I turned to you and we were when we were watching. I was like, this is like. It, that scene just blew me away. Like her acting just blew me away. And she's like, for me, like just came out of nowhere. Like she just like, I didn't expect anything. Like I came in, like I watched this movie like because of Will Smith and I knew John Bernthal was going to be good. But then I'm like, I went out and I'm like, oh my God, like Anjanae Ellis, like, oh my God, where did she come from? So um, yeah, I was, I was totally blown away. Um, and I think her, I liked, I really appreciated her evolution way more than I did Will Smith's character um, because she really like she knows like you know they they go from you know the slums in Oakland to the living this big fancy house in Florida um, and but she all she knows all, she stays humble the whole time um, you know she even when she has money she she knows her roots and uh, that really comes through I think in in Anjanae's performance. Um, yeah, with like I, she's very humble. Well, so I'm gonna make this sound very dramatic, and but it, <laughs> it's it's not this dramatic, I promise. There's almost this like Lady Macbeth quality to her, uh, where um, again, because like we, you know, you talk about how she's like with Serena when um, when John Bernthal and like Will Smith are giving so much attention to Venus. And, um, but this all kind of like happens off screen. And there are so many moments in the movie where, um, where Richard makes these like decisions that she fundamentally disagrees with. And um, then like after he like makes that decision or something, she'll like turn to that. So like turn to him, just like, Do you ever think to consult me on that one? <laughs> or, yeah. you know, something like that. And, um, yeah. She's still very much their mother. Uh, yeah. And so she has these, like, she knows, um, she knows her, like, capabilities and her power and um, is, and when she is um, sidelined, like, specifically by Richard, uh, she knows, like, what cards she can play um, to, like, help advance, like, their team. And um, and in her eyes, like Richard, like will get off the path, and so she does her own thing, and so that's why that's why I kind of mean mean by Lady Macbeth quality. But like Macbeth is obviously like a million times more dramatic than <laughs> than this. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> but so it's not that there's no like out damned spot scene <laughs> like in this movie. But there is yeah. a fantastic kitchen scene that we <laughs> talked yes. about. And this is not the only time we'll be talking about Macbeth this year. <laughs> I know, although it may it may come next year because like it's not uh, coming to theaters until like the very end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I can see her um, definitely getting a nomination. If not win, we'll see. Like I'm, I put her as like one of the top contenders right now to win. I. I don't have a, like, I'm not betting anything on <laughs> best supporting actress right now. Um, she's never gotten a 
um, Oscar nomination, but she very recently in the past few years has gotten two Emmy nominations. So, um, yes. so she's clearly liked in the industry. Yes. Um, so. What were the Emmy, was it for Lovecraft? Yeah, for Lovecraft yeah. Country and um, When They See Us, the oh, that's right. superb uh, documentary uh, on Netflix um, by Ava DuVernay about like the Central Park Five. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just really strong performances all around, even from the two girls who uh, played Venus and Serena. Just, I thought they were great. I thought, and I usually don't like job actors, and I think they were great. And they have like a lot, they have a lot to do. I mean, we do mention how like we kind of wish we saw more of them. Um, yeah. they, they get like a fair amount to do, Venus more than Serena, but. Um, that's just how the nature of like the way that the movie is structured, um, as we talked about. But um, but yeah, like for the depth that they have to go through, um, the fact that we're calling for even more depth tells me that like we both think they're capable of it. <laughs> yeah. So um, so that speaks speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think they were great. So. And they do have a lot to do, and I appreciated that. And I, I, I think um, the way it was written, uh, screen time was well balanced, um, well dispersed. So I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, overall, I just, I, I was very, I was very impressed with the performances. Um, and I mean, I never dislike sports movies. I always kind of go into them with a little bit of trepidation, but then I always end up coming out being like, huh, that was much better than I thought it would be. And um, I think it's always, it's mostly comes down to the acting and the performances in these movies. Um, like for some reason, like, I don't know why I kept thinking back to Moneyball, um, but like I had like no interest in seeing Moneyball, but then like after I watched it, I was just like blown away by Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Um, so like, I don't know, like what, like it's a terrible comparison, but it's, you know, it's a sports movie. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like, yeah, I'm really, I'm rooting for, I'm right now, I'm, I'm rooting for Will Smith and Anjane Ellis. They, um, this movie really, really made me want to play tennis right after. Me too. So, <laughs> like, I want to be a tennis yeah. star. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, like any sports movie that does that is like a successful sports yeah. movie, right? Yeah. I mean, like as corny as this sounds like, Will Smith did kind of, he was inspirational, you know, as the character, like for as like crappy of a person as he could have been. He was, he like inspired me. I'm like, I, I should get into this. So I can do so, it too. Okay. If Venus I and Serena can do it, I can do it. <laughs> I, I don't want to sidetrack us too far um, by opening this can of worms. Uh, oh. But um, I weirdly see a lot of similarities um, in, within the premise of this movie. Um, and another movie that came out um, this week, Tick, Tick, Boom, on, mm -hmm. um, on Netflix, um, mostly having to do with, um, so Tick, Tick, Boom is about Jonathan Larson, who created um, Broadway smash Rent. And um, so Tick, Tick, Boom's like a autobiographical musical kind of like about him um, and about all the events that eventually led him to write Rent. It's not about the making of Rent. But um, same thing with this. In that movie, like you and I talked about this offline, like he's kind of a narcissist. Like Jonathan, the character, um, is kind of like a bit of a narcissist. And um, I think that sort of behavior and watching this like on in a movie wouldn't fly if we didn't know how it was gonna end. Like yeah. in Tick, Tick, Boom, we know it's gonna, well, we know he dies, but um, like in Tick, Tick, Boom, um, he, spoiler, spoiler alert for Tick, Tick, Boom, but I think it's like pretty well known that Jonathan Larson died before Rent came out. Um, uh, anyway, in Tick, Tick, Boom, you know Rent ends up becoming this huge cultural phenomenon and like he is like proven right, quote unquote, because he's like such a, I'm putting words in people's mouths, but he's such a genius, right? And like his genius is realized in Rent. Same thing here with like King Richard, like his, he has these like sort of 
questionable behaviors, but it ultimately leads to like Venus and Serena becoming like the greatest athletes <laughs> of all time. <laughs> so, um, so like, do the do the ends justify the means? And yeah. um, I think like both those movies kind of like not pose that question. They don't like go deep into it, but like. Um, it's it's interesting i think like i don't think we would be thinking about these movies the same if we didn't know how they ended yeah yeah and i think that's i guess i've i'm pretty sure i mentioned this before but that's i guess what make biographies and autobiographies work is you know you don't focus on the successes you focus on what leads to the success you don't at least for me personally i prefer biographies that don't cover the lifespan of someone rather than I prefer like a short snippet of someone's life that really makes whatever it is they did successful important and highlights that. Um, that's what I think is like a good quality of a biography. Like I don't need to see like a glossed over version of someone's like birth to death. Like that's that doesn't work. Like we all know how it happens. But I think like movies like Tick Boom and King Richard, like like those are biographies that work. Um, I think of like another biography that came out this year, like um respect about Aretha Franklin that that movie covered like beginning to like almost literally to end and like it was very glossed over um and I just like I don't think that story worked at all like I don't think the movie worked um Jennifer Hudson was fine but I just I don't think that movie worked as an autobiography take a snippet of someone's life what made them successful um like I think like even like the movie's called respect like maybe about make it about like them writing the song or something like what challenges she went through like just a certain part of someone's life is what's more important to me than just like a whole Gloucester version of watered down version of someone's life so I don't know I I <laughs> look you up the can of words and now I won't stop talking so um that's yeah that's just my my two cents so right and it's like for the most part I think movies are getting like a little bit better at this with like some exceptions I haven't seen respect yet but like um, that's obviously an, would be an exception. Like, yeah. I think for the most part, like another movie, oh, uh, okay, again, I promise not opening can of worms, but Spencer is like a, a, a movie that like takes place over the course of one weekend instead mm -hmm. of like her entire life. Um, but uh, like the point being is I think there are more movies that like focus on like one aspect yeah rather. yeah like where do we want to put yeah. the spotlight yeah with some exceptions obviously with some exceptions. yeah like yeah. that that works um so i mean there are other things i don't like about spencer but as far as the plot goes i or like the time span it took place i i think it was it was good it was an important story to tell so right um as far as what led to her ultimately um, it was an important, it was an important piece of her story. Right. Um, so, well, speaking of, uh, other royalty, well, back to King Richard, um, <laughs> is there, is there anything else that, uh, that you want to talk about with, uh, King Richard? Uh, no, I, um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, Catch it again on HBO Max, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, again, like this is like another. This is another movie, like another example. Like, I I love seeing these movies like this in the theaters. Like, I love being able to go back to the theaters <sighs> and like being able to focus on these performances on the big screen. It's I really appreciate it. So you're making me you're making me sad because I'm recording this on a Sunday night, and so the weekend box office numbers came out and. King Richard did not do well at the yeah. box office. It, um, but had some um, heavy competition this weekend, unfortunately. I know. With a movie I know. that yeah. does not deserve the money. But it's like, it is part of this like bigger issue of um, straightforward drama films that like basically something that's not IP uh, is like yeah. just are doing very, very poorly, even when you have like a major film star like Will Smith. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a word of math movie. Like, I think people are going to watch this and see it and it's going to, it's going to build the hype that way. I don't think it's like a direct, like, 
first yeah. opening weekend big boxes office movie yeah especially when award season comes around well like i mean complicating everything is like the fact that this is on hbo max and so like that in some sort of ways because it is such like a family literally family oriented movie like that almost like gives people permission to watch it like at home and we don't yeah. know what the hbo max yeah. numbers are but um so we'll see. I mean, it's I'm not being like chicken little. The sky is falling because it's only one weekend. But, um, but yeah. So so we'll see. Yeah, I, it's also I think you know I think people some people might be waiting till Thanksgiving when they're with their families. I think that'll might drive the numbers up, especially on HBO Max. I, I don't know the numbers for HBO Max and how many people are streaming it, but um, yeah, unfortunately, I, people aren't people are flocking to. <laughs> which we won't get into because that's a whole other can of worms. Okay, the other very two quick things that I'll like point out. Um, I think Ronaldo Marcus Green could be a stealth contender for best director. We'll see, um, especially because I think this is like one of the best pictured frontrunners. Um, this and Belfast. Um, so. Um, uh, so so we'll see so i think he's like a possibility um but um he hasn't like done a whole lot um he even had another movie earlier this year that like four people saw called joe bell uh so <laughs> um so he hasn't really done a whole a whole lot so we'll see but like um obviously with the success of this um could do well and then uh the last thing that i will uh, point out is that uh the screenwriter Zach Balin is a Delawarean, so shout Okay, out. all right. And with <laughs> yeah. that, thank you. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all I have to say. That's, that was literally it. <laughs> so I am always supportive of my uh, fellow Delawareans. Well, um, all right. Well, um, Mike Flanagan, who had a show this year, was at Towson grad, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Midnight Mass. So uh, go Tigers. All right. So, uh, is there any more Delaware shoutouts that you'd like to uh, say while you go to the floor? Otherwise, I'm going to take us out. Uh, Joe Biden, if you ever want to guest, you're oh. you're more than welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, that is a controversial subject. <laughs> Not really. Um, I don't uh, even know what movie he would. I like don't know what type of movie he he, he was at the Oscars five years ago. I barely remember that. <laughs> he was the year he came out right before Leo won won his Oscar. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he was vice president, uh, right. just vice president. So. All right. Well, if that's it from you, uh, that's it from me, and that's a wrap from us. But of course, we'd love to hear more from you. So let us know what you thought of tonight's podcast, and let us know what you thought of King Richard if you had the chance to watch now available in theaters and on HBO Max. But go see it in theaters. Um, you can also, you can always reach us on Twitter at RepeatStepPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StepAndRepeatPod or send us an email at StepAndRepeatPod at gmail.com. And you can also find more of our reviews on the Letterboxd app. Andrew is at Shine, and I am at MGrant1219. And please spend a few seconds to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New reviews help us find new listeners. And if you give us a five-star review, We'll give you a 60-second review of any film of your choosing and maybe a gift card. We'll see, because I know no one is listening to this end segment. They've turned me off. Um, but this is your test. So until next time, thank you for listening. And I think I speak for Andrew when I say it's an honor just to be considered. <laughs>